Hi there, this is Kaya Bondurant, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit with Matt and Kaya. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hey guys, I'm so excited today. Uh, Matt asked me to talk about uh, some social media and Instagram strategies. And we ha- were having a side conversation and uh, we wanted to bring it to you guys to share it with you. So Matt, tell everyone what you were thinking. Yeah. So where we just were, the conversation we were just having that was so interesting is you were talking about how like businesses are accepted on on Instagram and people follow businesses naturally on Instagram versus like you don't follow a lot of businesses on Facebook and stuff like that. Well, people in general don't. And then you were showing me some stats where it was like the amount of likes that a business, if a business posts on Instagram, the amount of likes they get versus if they were to post that on, on, on Facebook. Um, so I don't remember the stats. Like I remember one of them being like Victoria's secrets or something like that, that you're showing me. And it was like, you know, they post something on Facebook and they get like 2000 likes, but then they post something on Instagram and they got like 200,000 likes. Yeah. You're a, you're a math person, Matt. That's exactly right. It's from, uh, I found on the, uh, internet, it was a news whip is the name of it. And, uh, yeah. So I think the thing is when you think about social media, uh, and I kind of put all of this together when I was speaking to a group of photographers and I wanted it to be really start really simple because I think when photographers are looking at what they do for social media, they just get confused. Like, where do I go? What do I do? Am I on Pinterest? Am I on Facebook? Am I on, you know, LinkedIn? Am I Google plus like, where do I spend my time? What, what do I grow? And so I was just looking at what works for me and also, you know, doing some research online. And the biggest thing I found was that Instagram is a place where businesses are more accepted than anywhere else, where people follow businesses, they want to see what businesses say, and they reward businesses with likes. And so like, just like you were saying, that stat is you're going to get, I don't know, what's that? Is it a thousand times the number of likes on? A lot of zeros. Yeah, yeah on Instagram versus Facebook for a post. Well, so I think yeah, I yeah. think about it and you're totally right. Like when I think about like oh businesses businesses marketed to me on Facebook, I'm like, ugh, it just feels like icky. But then yeah, I'm like Yeah, it doesn't fit. But then when I'm like Instagram, I'm like, oh, man, I follow 50% people and 50% businesses and I love seeing what businesses are posting on Instagram. Yeah. It's, it's so and the weird. reason that is, is because Facebook is more of like a relational, you want to catch up with people, you want to know what's going on with them. But then Instagram is all aspirational. And so if you're looking at a business and they post a really great picture of a fishing rod and, and a, the, you know, someone fishing in a way that you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be there. That's what you're on Instagram for is to see aspirational things and get, you know, be excited about new things. So and that's you, true. That's true because yeah. in the uh, fly fishing industry, we'll just pick up on this. Like I follow these brands on Instagram and I like seeing all their pictures and the fish that they catch and the locations that they go. And I'm like, man, I just picture myself like I want to go to the Seychelles and I want to catch giant fish and it's awesome. And then when I go to Facebook, I don't want to see that, but I do, there is a couple fly fishing like groups that I want to, I want to jump into and talk and build relationships with people in. Yes. So it's totally different. Yeah. 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 And I feel like when I post something on uh, Facebook, 
even if it's business related, I'm not promoting on Facebook, but you know, just posting about what I do in business, the people that respond are all people who care about me personally. They know me personally. Whereas if I post something on Instagram, I may get a response from someone I've never met before who's a photographer or, you know, someone who's a potential, you know, portrait client. And there's just a, a big difference who even is caring and looking at the images and responding to them. Right. Okay. So this goes back to a conversation you and I had a long time ago, not a long time ago, but actually one of the, this was like the conversation we had right after we're like, we're going to do a podcast together. And you yeah. were like, you're like, we don't even spend a lot of time on Snapchat. And I was like, that's really interesting. And I didn't quite understand why, because I knew all of our high school kids were there. But as oh, you I, were saying, I don't spend time promoting or using Snapchat as a business. Yeah, that's what you were mm-hmm. saying. And I was kind of blown away because I was like really getting into it. But as time has gone on and I've understood how you view social media, it makes sense because like Snapchat is not that inspirational place, you know, like the audience is there. So there's an opportunity there, but it's not the necessarily the, the native platform for us to put out our work and inspire people to book with us. Yeah. And I think we only have a certain amount of time as photographers. And so where are we going to spend that time? I can't do all the potential social media platforms. I I can't do all of them at all, but I can, and I can't do very many of them well. And so I do have to choose, you know, where are people going to be? And so it really depends on what clients I have and, you know, who I want to connect with. Because if I'm trying to do portraits, uh, families, babies, uh, grandmas, then Facebook may be a great place. And I know a lot of people who have a lot of success with Facebook. And I know you do, don't you? Yeah, but not as much as not as much as we used to. Like when I did a I did an audit just recently of all of our stuff. And I mean, Instagram is by far, you know, where you're getting the most. Yeah, Yeah, the most, the most traction for sure. Yeah. Like, like no matter how I measure it, right? Like the amount of DMs that we get that book people, the amount of likes we get, the amount of shares and all, all that, like all that information. When you look at all those metrics, like no matter how you want to break them down, it's just Instagram like bubbles to the top on all of them now. Yeah. Your social engagement just really makes a big difference. Yeah. And even if you compare it, you know, if you're talking Facebook versus Instagram, which I think both of those are valid and you should have a plan for both, but I do put the lion's share of my work into Instagram at this point. Uh, you, I know that Pinterest can really work for people, uh, but that is way down. You know, it's it's the lion's share is Instagram, then a little bit Facebook, and then a tiny bit Pinterest. And then I really don't spend any time with Twitter or Snapchat or LinkedIn or Google Plus, any of those type of things, because I don't feel like they're the best way for me to connect to my clients. Well, yeah, because every platform has a purpose and like mm-hmm. a way to, way to exist on that platform. And if they were all the same, they wouldn't all exist, right? So when you think about photography business, I think Instagram is the most natural fit for what they're trying to accomplish at Instagram and what we're trying to accomplish as a business. Like those are the most compatible. Yeah. And they're going to be the most uh, supportive of what we do. Yeah, Yeah. So this is kind of interesting too. I actually did a... We'll call it an experiment this year (laughs) where I put out a print catalog and uh, I've when I was putting together this program and talking about social media and Instagram specifically, I compared the time I spent versus the reach versus the return on my investment for a print catalog versus an Instagram ad. And you'll, this is kind of amazing. 
Uh, I d- spent 60 hours on my print catalog putting it together. Uh, I spent 30 minutes on my Instagram ad. I spent $2,000 mailing and printing the catalog. And I spent $30 on the Instagram ad. And I had less than 1,500 viewers, I know for sure, because of how many I mailed the catalog to. And I had over 9,000 viewers on my Instagram ad. Isn't that amazing? No, it's crazy. Like the amount of reach that social platforms give you now is just uncomparable to what we used to do 10 years ago for marketing, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's different because it's noisier. Okay. It's, maybe it's not even noisier because yeah. because direct mail used to be super noisy, but it's noisier. So you have to work a little bit harder, but like the amount of engage, reach engagement you get for like little time and little money is, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And these, here's some interesting stats. It says uh, 59% of internet users between the ages of 18 and 29 use Instagram. And that, you know, for high school seniors, which is what I was gearing this, uh, you know, research toward, that is exactly our target market. So 60% really of overall internet users are on Instagram. And then 80% of those users follow a business on Instagram. So like we said, business is is something that is really uh, valued and followed on Instagram. Yeah, it's like acceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there was another conversation along the same lines of that. So, well, I don't know if I want to stay on on the ad thing because I, I, to me, it just makes so much sense. You know, like it's yeah. just like it's so much cheaper, so much better to run Instagram ads. And I mean, even if you're paying like an ad agency to run you a set of ads for five hundred bucks, <laughs> it's still a fraction of the cost that print is, and you the amount of reach and stuff you get is is amazing. But one of the things that you also have talked to me about in the past in how in terms of getting followers and getting engagement is the, your the aesthetic of your of your um, I guess profile, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And so I've been doing a lot of thinking around that and I think Allison and the rest of our staff does a pretty good job, but I think we have to get it even more dialed in. Um, so explain to everybody what you mean when you say how important the aesthetics of your profile is on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I, so I've put together, uh, we're pulling all of this, um, from the, my top nine things you need to know about Instagram and social media. And so aesthetic is one of those top nine. And I think it goes back. It starts out with who are you trying to reach and then putting your aesthetic together. And so when I first heard the word aesthetic, actually, it was my daughter and she was referring to Tumblr. And that was a couple of years ago. And she kept saying, oh, they have this really great aesthetic or I love their aesthetic. And the way that she was using that word, it's A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C. I was like, it was a new kind of way of using the word aesthetic. And uh, essentially what she meant was putting a collection of images together in a way that makes them cohesive. And so on Tumblr, there would be a picture of pink smoke, a picture of, le- you know, like just the legs and high heels with like pink hose on the legs and then, you know, white high heels and then a pink painted gun, like Pepto-Bismol pink. And that was like an aesthetic, essentially saying danger and softness and mystery all in a like really girly color palette. And right. so that was a yeah, specific. Because when, when you think of guns, you don't think of like girly colors at all. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was this aesthetic and I was really kind of fascinated by it. And then uh, when you look through Instagram, especially in, you know, the larger 
uh, accounts, there's often a very specific aesthetic where the images all are cohesive. They all go together. And so uh, if you know your brand, which is one of the first things that you have to do is figure out your brand, figure out who you're targeting with that brand, then you put together an aesthetic where you're, where what you post all looks good together. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be super dramatic. So like, you know, if, as long as you're, uh, as long as your editing of your images is really is, uh, consistent. Like I feel like with Allison's Instagram, there is a consistent aesthetic with hers because it, your editing is all really consistent, you know, where it's not, it's not super bright. It's not super crazy colors. It's all fairly natural. And I, I don't know, you know, natural, simple. Yeah. And, and Jeff Richardson, I don't remember if we actually said on the podcast or we had a side conversation after the podcast, but he called it earthy. And mm, I thought that was yeah. perfect. Like Allison's yeah. aesthetic is earthy. Yes. You know? Yeah. There tends yeah, to be Allison's- there tends to be nature in the pictures. It tends to be mm-hmm. earthy tones. You, if she's going to lean one way versus the other, she's going to lean to like you know like browns and things like that versus like I mean, in a sense, we're the polar opposite of what your aesthetic is because you're so bright and playful, and ours is just more more earthy. Yeah. Yeah. So my three words that would describe my business are vibrant authentic and inspirational. And so when I think of inspirational, to me, a lot of times that's happy, you know, inspiring people to be happy. And so my aesthetic is definitely bright, playful, you know, fun colors, fun expressions. And uh, so I try to put that. And fun props. Like I've I've seen some of your pictures where you've done like ice cream cones as a prop, you know, like that just says fun, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I actually did that this year with my with my high school senior sessions, I brought that in where I used a bright background and some sort of playful food prop mm-hmm. and uh, created a whole a whole set of images, a whole series that I could use uh, sprinkling them in, a, in my social media. And that is something that you can actually do, you know, is plan what you're going to be shooting. So, so maybe let's say Allison wanted to put something new into her aesthetic. And so rather than, you know, going and doing one single shoot, she could just add that in to her sessions throughout the year, like maybe smoke bombs, you know, or something like that, where she does that every couple of sessions and has that as something that she can put into her aesthetic, you know? Right. So, no. yeah. Yeah. So, and, and a way to figure out your aesthetic is to look at other inspirational accounts because, uh, you know, some people will use like a specific preset on everything so that they have an orange cast to their images. Uh, and so when you can look at that and, and then also look at who your target clients are and what they're doing for their aesthetic, because our high school seniors have a big range of what they're posting on their social media. Some of them have a very specific look of what they're trying to accomplish. Well, yeah. And, and then you go to somebody's account and you realize that they only have like 15 pictures or something on it too, because they've deleted everything else that doesn't match their, their aesthetic or their brand. You know, it seems, you know, it seems crazy for us to talk about how a high school senior has their own brand, but. Absolutely. They definitely do. They definitely do. And if you work with high school seniors, you know that. And also if you think back when you were a high school senior, you, you had, you had an image or a brand you were trying to put forward all the time. You know, that's just that, Mm -hmm. that's just part of being that age. 
Yeah. But I don't think it's going to specifically just be with high school seniors. I think that they uh, adopt or, you know, high schoolers adopt early what, uh, what everyone's going to do. And I just saw one of my like family, um, clients on their social media. I can see that they're now starting to put the same filter on all of their, you know, all of their family, uh, snapshots on their Instagram. And so I think it's going to filter down to everyone. And I think that's kind of fun because, for me, I look at that as an opportunity to connect with them and go, okay, what are you doing on your social media? How can I create images that will go with that? Or how can how can you buy into what I'm doing and put what I'm doing on your social media? Right. And so that leads right into, you were asking me about the top nine and what that was. And my husband, Andy Bondurant, is... Uh, he is not a photographer, but he hangs out with a lot of photographers. And he was just with a guy who's got hundreds of thousands of uh, followers on Instagram. And he was explaining to Andy about his top nine and how that was the most important thing to his social media. And he said, what he, what it is, is when you open up the Instagram app and you go to someone's profile, that's what you see is their top nine most recent posts. Okay. Most recent posts. Okay. That's what, that's why I was getting confused. Yeah. Yeah. So you see their top nine most recent posts. So it's not their top nine of the year. Um, And so when you go to someone's Instagram profile and you see their top nine most recent posts, you know a lot about them. You know what's important to them. You know what they're posting, but you also, as when you're looking at a brand, you, you're going to, you're going to make quick, really quick decisions about who that brand is and how together they are. So if their top nine does not have a consistent aesthetic, you're, you're already, there's already your, there's a jangling of the nerves. You're like, what, why, why does that, what, what are they doing? Why did they do that? And so what I do on my personal account, which is still a branded account is I will post things occasionally that tell uh, that d- don't go with my um, aesthetic. So, like just recently, my 17 year old daughter was in the hospital for a week, and so she's fine, she's better now. But everyone in my circle, whether it was like in our local circle or in my national group of photographer friends, really needed to know what was going on because there were, you know, people were wondering what was happening. And so I posted an image that wasn't necessarily with my with my aesthetic wasn't part of my brand, wasn't, you know, something that I necessarily was going to keep up there forever, but I wanted people to know what was going on. But I just archived it later when it wasn't really pertinent to, you know, uh, explaining who I am. And so that's something that you can do is is even if you want to post something that might be a sale or something that isn't, you know, my, like right now it's really snowy here. I know it's snowy there forever, <laughs> but um, I might not necessarily want snow pictures all the time because it only snows here a couple times a year. I'll post an image, then I can pull it down later and still keep my top nine uh, that shows what my brand is about. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's what we need to do is like, I think we do an at, a pretty good job naturally, but I think we need to go back and like just clean up our our profile a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, being aware of composition when you're posting, um, of color harmony, even like looking in, you know, different expressions, that type of thing. And, uh, to be honest right now, my top nine isn't exactly what I would want it to be, but it does take a little time to build because you don't necessarily want to post everything all at once. So you've got to have a reason for what you're posting and that type of thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And 
Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like when, when somebody like you actually like identifies this, like, and puts words to it. Cause you like, you either know it and just do it naturally, or you know it and you struggle with it. And then sometimes just putting the words to it, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. That's something I can achieve because now I know how to say it and I know how to act on it. And then you just do mm-hmm. it, you know? And so like, yeah, yeah, I'll, for I'll sure. For, I'll forever now be thinking about the, the top nine for sure. Yeah. And a good, a good one to look at is, uh, our high school senior Instagram. It's at style muse magazine. And that one, we put a lot, we're really careful about what we post on it. And the girls who work for me, uh, Aubrey is her name. She's the one who really, who runs that account. And so we really are, we try to keep that very cohesive. And so it's a good example of one to look at. Okay. I'm pulling it up right now. I think. Ah, yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of naturally what I expected, you know, like definitely some bright colors and fun expressions and this is good. You know, it's like exactly, yeah, it's exactly how I think of your full brain. body, mm-hmm, full body close up. And then, and then the other thing that you can do is you can transition as time goes on. So like right now it's snowy out. So there's going to be a lot of white, that type of thing. But then with, uh, you know, like Valentine's Day coming up, then pops of red. You could put pops of red in what you're doing. And so you can have your top nine doesn't necessarily have to always have a same, the specific look. It can transition to different color palettes too, if you wanted. Yeah, that makes, that makes complete sense. But yeah, like I said, when I pulled this up, I, I've already, fo- I followed it for a long time, but I'm not surprised what I'm seeing because it's consistent, which is good. So here's something though, but so I'm, I'm looking at your profile for this and you're using IGTV a little bit. Should you have a plan with that? Are you guys dabbling in it? What's going on? How are you using that? I mean, well, what I did with IGTV when it first came out, I just wanted to see how it would look and mm-hmm. how it would work. And so I created a couple of shows, just uh, like slideshows for it. Uh, but I've been watching and I really don't think it's going to catch on. I don't think IGTV is where you should put your, your energy or time. You know, it was a, uh, another like way to for Instagram to compete with YouTube. And that's definitely just, it's just not going to happen. I don't think. Right. But they so, got, but they got to try stuff so they can actually see if you know, what works. I mean, yeah, see if it'll work or not. Okay. And I, and they're I think that it. that's not a bad thing to do is when something new comes out, I'm always like, okay, how can I um, interact with this? And that's the funny thing. Like with Snapchat, I definitely spent some time with it and I was like, this just doesn't, it doesn't work naturally for me. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know my, my kids are still on Snapchat and they use it, but it's really more for a personal communication tool rather than, you know, following a lot of aspirational brands. I mean, I know for sure that they do see other brands on it, but I don't think that it's necessarily a fit for my conservative, happy portrait photography studio. (laughs) Right, right, right. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. You just have to be aware of what, what your brand is and where it fits. And cause sometimes it definitely doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of the, I'll just say this real quick. One of the things that I think is really interesting and I'm going to do a lot more with this year when we launch our model program is Snapchat ads where you basically put an ad inside of a, you know, series of stories. Like mm-hmm. it's so cheap. Like it's just like silly cheap. So I think it's worth doing that because just the amount of reach you can get for, I mean, even a frack. I mean, we talked about how cheap Instagram ads are, you know, you're getting 9,000 impressions for like $30, mm-hmm. but Snapchat's even cheaper. Now the question is, you know, is you may, you may get more impressions for your buck on, on Snapchat right now 
for that $30, but it may not actually return anything. So then it's actually not a better deal. But um, that's the most appealing thing for me about Snapchat. Not like a, not as a platform you use, like we're using Instagram, like the organic side of it, but the ad side of Snapchat is is really intriguing to me right now. Yeah. And I always like to see what you do with that type of thing. I'm not a big spender on advertising. I mean, obviously I did that, uh, that, print piece, but typically I don't spend a whole lot on it or I, I'm, it's more about spending my time creating things that they actually want to come see, but, uh, I'm, I'm open to it. Right. So, well, and well, here's, here's where, if anybody wants to know the subtlety of Kaya and what I think she's the genius about is like all of your images that you do have this underlying theme. And I think most of us wish we could nail it this as well as you guys, as well as you guys do. There's this underlying theme in your pictures of like wanting to be a part of it. Right. So I was talking about like your ice cream cone shoots you guys did. That's like something you want to be a part of, right? You want to go have ice cream with people and have fun. And you know, all these smiley pictures, it's like, I want to go there because I'm sitting at home right now, flipping through my Instagram and I'm not smiling. I'm not having that much fun. I want to be, I want to transform myself to where Kaya is and hang out with her and be a part of that organization. And so there's this magnetic pull to you, which I think is awesome. And not everybody can do that. And I don't know if it's just like, if you guys are intentional about it or you guys just, just done such a good job with marketing for so long that that happens, but you don't, I don't think you have to advertise as much when, when people look at your profile and want to be a part of your company. You know, and that's been true. Mm. I mean, we've said this in podcasts past and I've told you that, I mean, Allison was such a fangirl of you and your work for so long. And I think a lot of the reason why is because it was something we wanted to be a part of, right? We're like, if we're going to run a photography company, we want it to be fun like Kaya's company. Mm. That's so neat to hear. I Because I do think that what I... I do what I do because it's I, because it's fun for me, you know. And so, I you know, just even thinking about what I'm going to be doing next year, what I'm going to be spending my time doing, I'm getting super pumped up because I'm thinking of fun things to do. Like, hey, let's go shoot at this location. Let's incorporate balloons. Let's do you know, like I'm already thinking of how can I make this like a fun experience for me. Because then it's just natural. You know, if you've got a cupcake and sprinkles all over your lips, you're making cute, playful faces, you know? And so that's just natural and fun. But the other thing is, is I'm like, okay, how can I incorporate that moody, (laughs) that moody come hither look that I see all over Instagram? Like I need to put some of that in my work too. So I have been trying to think, how can I, how can I have a good variety? Not just always happy. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I would just you know, be careful not to get pulled too far that way, you know, and cause I want you to <laughs> don't get too happy. Well, no, stay happy. I don't want you to get too moody. Um, <laughs> but you know, it just, I just think there's like, I, when I look at your work, I want to, I want to be a fly on the wall in those sessions because I'm like, it would be fun. You know, it's like hanging out with Kaya and Aubrey and going on this shoot was actually probably more fun than watching football all weekend. You know what I mean? Like, and I just, it's just weird how your, how your pictures look, look like that. But I think you said it best. It's because you guys are actually authentically, genuinely having fun on your sessions and and you're planning it that way, right? You're planning cupcakes and balloons and stuff. And like, here's like almost like you're challenging people, like come hang out with us and I dare you not to have fun because we're going to have balloons and you know, all kinds of stuff. And you just have to have fun when you're around that type of stuff. 
Yeah. And that's part of my aesthetic on social media. Definitely. Yeah. So what else did you want to know about social media, Matt, when we're talking about Instagram and how to use it? I mean, kind of, I mean, where do you think it's going? Mm. Because I mean, so many people are like, you know, organic reaches down and they just want to poo poo it all the time, but it's such still such a powerful tool. But where do you think it's going? Like what, what are, what are the trends you're watching on it right now? Or yeah, where's it going? Well, I think it goes back to that age old thing of having people promote you for you, you know, the word of mouth and, you know, maybe people aren't going to see everything I post, but they are going to see what the people that they care about post and what their friends post. And so having people post images that you take is really going to be huge. And when I look about, look at, you know, our upcoming seniors and our upcoming, you know, family and children clients, that's really going to be key is giving them images that they can easily share, easily promote you in an, you know, just because they're so excited about being a part of it. And I have my 2019 high school seniors posting images that we took last spring just because they're, they want something fun and new to post on their social media. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes to back to the fact that they're trying to build a brand too. So they need content for their brand, you know? Yes. Well, the other thing too, I think we've talked about this several times on the podcast or I don't, you know, it's funny because a lot of times when we're done with our podcast, then we have another conversation afterwards with whoever we're interviewing. But I definitely think the whole concept of building a personal brand, whether you're a business, whether you're a family, whether you're a mom with kids, whether you're a high school senior, whether you're having just having a wedding, it, it, everyone's doing that. Like that's what images are being used for. you know, when they're uh, digital images, what they're being used for, you know, you can also do that in your home, decorating your home, and that is still happening. But the digital images are being used for building a personal brand. And so giving people images that they can do with their personal brand, whatever kind of portraits you're producing, you know, that's really where our brains have to go. Well, yeah, and I think that's always been true, right? Like, there was like, you know, 20 years ago, people built personal brands by putting a big piece of wall art in their house of their family as well. And so, but, and you have people over and it would, it would say something about your family. Yeah. That's no different now. We just don't have as many people over as we used to. And now you can push that brand out (laughs) to the world, you know? Speak for yourself, Matt. It's a party at my house all the time. Of course, they are all 10 to 15 year old boys eating all of the Oreos from the cabinet with my sons, but, <laughs> but, but it's still a party every day. Oh, it's a party that's, all day long, every day. That's awesome. Yeah. My, when I was growing up in, in high school, like my house was the house everybody gathered at and I, it would just, mm-hmm. my mom loved it. Drove my dad absolutely crazy, but yep. I mean, yep. Pretty much. That's a good description of it. That's awesome. Um, Very good. All right. Well, let, let's stop there. Cause I don't really have any more questions and obviously we can revisit this a million times um, at the podcast over and over as I think of questions. Cause, um, I know I'm going to work on aesthetic, right. You know, that's my short term goal right away. Sure. Yeah. But, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And there, there's so much more that I put together with this and I actually just 
put on my big girl panties and put up the um, a contact form on kayabondurant.com. And so I'll have a download for my top five things you need to know about Instagram. And uh, that's a way that you can get more of this information. And especially with accompanying images, you know, I love doing the podcast. I love talking. But for me, I'm such a visual person that it really helps to see things. So if uh, any of our listeners want to have that resource, that'll be available at kayabondurant.com. Yeah. And we'll put it in the show, no- show notes and we always reference the show notes and you can just go to uh, photopodcast.co.co and you can always see all these links and stuff as well. I mean, they, they go out to YouTube and, um, and iTunes and stuff as well. But if you want to see any of these resources, you can go to photopodcast.co and then that'll link, we'll, we'll have a link there to Kaya Bondurant and then they can get your download there as well. So awesome. Yeah. But thanks for sharing that. So like I said, we'll continue this conversation. I have a feeling it's not going to end anytime soon, but, but we'll leave it there for now. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So thanks for answering my questions. Thanks for helping. And hopefully someday soon you will approve of our social media presence. (laughs) So, all right, thanks guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.